Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. slash free. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Ray Tucker on Drive Time Sports is brought to you by Guatney Buick GMC. Well, good afternoon, Raymond. Good afternoon, Rick. Gentlemen, how are you? Great, Ray. Hope you and Randy are both doing well. Hope you both had a fabulous weekend. And uh, Tyler not on with us today? <laughs> he will be here at 6 o'clock. He actually six had o'clock. his... Yeah, his job interfered with Drive Time Sports. You believe for some, that? Yeah. Wow. Who is that? Does that mean... Tyler Wilson. Tyler Wilson. Does that no, mean okay. Pat Bradley is at another night now? Nope. He'll be... I mean, we're, we're just going to have... I, I couldn't decide if we wanted to invite somebody else. So we'll just keep inviting people here on Monday. That's Next great. thing you know, we'll have a room full. Well, if Pat and Tyler are both on at the same time, then we got a basketball team. We got five, right? Uh, well, we know who's shooting. We won't get to touch the ball. <laughs> yeah. I tell you that. <laughs> well, we can all pass. We we'll just keep passing. Well, I'm not. One, I'm not one to give it up either. I'm no, right, right we doesn't either. No, 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 no. I I've never well, seen I'll a pass. shot I didn't like. I'll pass to you guys. There was a time back in the day. Still down or up? Up, 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 up. Okay. How's that? That's better. Thank you. Okay. Perfect. There was a time that Raymond and I played. <laughs> was it A.B. and uh, Tommy Smith? Uh, probably so. I can remember. It was right there behind the uh, the station. We had a basketball go. And uh, I think Raymond let me shoot one time, only by accident. Now, now my, <laughs> really? My, my, my career high in high school was 35. Wow. And that was at DeWitt one night. I don't say DeWitt. I say DeWitt because yeah. I'm from Eastern Arkansas. Uh, yep, I could have I poured water in a swinging Coke bottle that night. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, from what Randy just said, it sounds like your team scored 38. You got 35, right? No, that wasn't quite. No, no, that wasn't that. We weren't at DeWitt, no. That was not quite, that was not quite what the deal was. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I, it was bragging rights. Tommy was still at Magic 105. Oh. And he had been giving us fits, uh, Ray and I fits, because Ray had been one at one time. He was one of Tommy's sidekicks over Magic One Hundred Five. So. Yeah. Oh wow, that's way back in the late nineties. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. But uh, nope, uh, turned out to be a little a little warm on Saturday. Uh, I wish some of that heat would have worn off on the Arkansas offense, particularly the running game. I would yeah. say they were they showed up lukewarm, but um, okay, got I, I got a good opening for us. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Do I need the buzzer handy? No. This okay. will take just a few minutes. So a friend of mine named Phil McMichael, I don't know how he found this, but he was at a used bookstore and he found a book called Walk in the Spirit by Red Barber. Hall of Fame broadcaster for the Dodgers and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the inside cover. It cost $4.50 back in 1969. That's when it was written. So he's got all these vignettes, stories about guys that you know he knew in baseball. Uh, certainly, Vin Scully was a he mentored Vin Scully, but he talks about Willie Mays, all these great players. But he happened to have as a friend a guy named Jock Sutherland who was the head football coach at Pittsburgh in the 30s. And they beat, they beat Notre Dame. They, they were really, really good. Then he coached in the NFL for, you'll get this, the Brooklyn Dodgers. This shows you how long ago this was. 30s and 40s, okay? So they're walking off the field together one night, 
and Red Barber asked him about an upset the week before. This is what this very, very good football coach says, and, and this is we can listen to this, and you can accept it, not. You can throw it out the window if you want. He said, there is no such thing as an upset, not if you know the minds of the players at the kickoff. The hardest thing about coaching is to get your players not to be overconfident, not to take an opponent too lightly. Still, the players will look at the schedule and say to themselves, that Team X will be a breeze, and nothing we coaches say to them changes their minds. On the other hand, the players on Team X know without a doubt they will have to go all out, will have to practice hard, will have to hit hard in the game. So Team X hits the favored team and takes over the momentum, and a team in one afternoon can't correct its low mental state. Now this is written years and years and years ago, and yet to me, the, the philosophy is still the same. I don't mind telling you, when I saw Arkansas run out in the field through the A, I was immediately concerned. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was immediately concerned. First thing you know, you're not going to have the emotional high against Kent State that you better have against BYU and LSU. And then the way the Razorbacks started the game, it was more concerning. I never <laughs> thought Arkansas wouldn't win the game. But I thought, this is, this is not the same team even from last week against Western Carolina. And give Kent State credit, they were humiliated in their first game. They did have two extra days of practice because their game was on Thursday night. I don't know how many games they'll win. I don't know how good they'll be. But they gave maximum effort. And think about this. They came to play. In the whole game, the whole game, including that last drive, had nine possessions in the whole game. Nine possessions. That means Kent State did what it wanted to. They shortened the game. And so, for anybody... Now, people can still call us and tell us how awful things are and how alarmed they are, but I thought that coach's thought process, Sam Pittman can say all he wants to about it was a great week of practice. The team knows. They know who they're about to play. Mm-hmm. Now... They're human. Will they be better this week? I certainly think so. But now, on the other hand, you have to say the defense was good regardless, except for the two long drives that Kent State had. But, uh, boy, that buckling up at the goal line at the end of the game when they didn't have to, we haven't seen Arkansas do that in a long time. I know you were listening as Chuck was interviewing A.J. Green. Yeah. And A.J. Green basically said, in so many words, we weren't focused. In fact, K.J. Jefferson comes out in the uh, post-game press conference and said they were not focused. Yeah. And he said, A.J. Green said, after this kind of performance, we will push each other, we will hold each other accountable, and we will play much, much better against BYU. Yeah. And I believe him, only because the fact if I'm a player, and I walked off that field, and I was... An Arkansas Razorback, I could not be happy with my performance. And if I'm not, if I'm an offensive line, I got to say this: as much as has been said about their physicality, yeah, as much that's been said about how much stronger they are. Oh boy, where is it? Yeah, who are you? Who are you going to push around then? A fifth grader? Because you're not pushing. They haven't pushed Western Carolina around. And they certainly didn't push Kent State about. That That kept ringing in my ears the longer the game went on. I thought you guys were supposed to be physical. And Sam had said that after the Western Carolina game. Yet they came right back out and laid another egg in regards to physicality. Yeah. Wasn't that what got the other strength yeah. and conditioning coach fired? Mm-hmm. Well, that was one of the, one of the reasons, but yeah. still. Now, all of that being said... Uh, I sit at home on Saturdays and watch college football. You guys are at the Hog game. Uh, I watched a number of games this week where teams were supposed to be good football teams, and they got off to slow starts. And they, you can tell they weren't, weren't into the game at the very start. It, it, it's, it's a common thread, but I will tell you this. They better, they better crank it up now or they're in a lot of trouble. Well, a lot Ray, of tr- Ray, to your point, some of the games you watched, I'm sure some SEC teams, one, the SEC doesn't look very good right now, you. but but two, <coughs> only because they haven't won the big matchup, but even look at some of the teams that the week before, Missouri wins easily the first week, they barely beat Middle Tennessee State. Yes, they did. Kentucky wins humongously the first week, 
Eastern Kentucky's in the game till the end against them this time. Tennessee didn't look all that great on Saturday after you know beating somebody bad the first week. They're playing Austin P. Thirteen or something. Yeah, they played Austin P. We won't bring up what their cheer is. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> one of the great ones. People don't believe us when we tell us that. When we tell them that. No, no. Let's let's don't go into that. See, see, you, Texas A and M, their defense couldn't stop anything Miami was doing, including a kickoff return for a touchdown. So everything's week to week. But what it shows you is those teams that played lesser name teams. Yeah, the first game you're jacked up. You beat them bad. But then you look at, okay, we got another one coming this week. This is going to be easy. A lot of teams fell into that. Now, when you talk about physical, I boy, I hate to say this, Texas is physical. Woo, were they not? I, I, I thought, my thought, when Texas and Oklahoma come into the SEC, my, I've said all along, they're in for culture shock because of the physicality. I know Steve Sarkeesian's been in the SEC. He has rebuilt Texas's football team into a team that is very physical. Alabama could not run on those guys. And so that's if Alabama can't run on you, you're pretty good. Now, they have their entire offensive line back from last year when they were re- when they were re- you know, they had a decent year, not a great year, but those guys are all back and they're better. So, um the better team won that game. I hate to say it cuz you hate to see Texas beat anybody, but they were the better team in that game. Uh one of the problems Alabama has had over the years, we first thought it was because of the hurry-up offenses that created that. They're still not very good in the secondary. No, they were not. torched. Yeah. And the last touchdown, which really put the game away, I thought, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Miami. I mean, it was right. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, for Texas, right over the top. Yeah. And uh, so that's a problem that really. It's kind of baffling because of all these years, Nick Saban, even though he's not the, quote, secondary coach, that's where he hangs out. Yeah. So uh, that was rather surprising in that aspect. Yeah. And then the other one was was the Miami-Texas A&M game in yeah. which Miami pretty much did what they wanted to do with the yeah. secondary of uh, Texas A&M. So you came blatant Bobby. They scored 33 points. I just that's wasn't. Right. Wasn't enough. Yeah, Texas yeah. goes into Alabama and wins. Yeah. A&M goes to Miami and gets thumped. You think yeah. the seat's not hot in College Station? And it's, we're two games into the season. Possibly so. No, not well, possibly. but I'm just, no, not, not with Texas having success. Come on, Rick. When you look at the SEC as a whole, I didn't finish the game. I fell asleep. What was the final score between Auburn and California? 14 to 10, but Auburn scored with about six and a half minutes to go to win. They did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because really. If you had said who was the better team, I would have said California, yeah. the way they were played. Mississippi State had to go overtime to beat Arizona. And I did watch that game, Star- yeah. They're playing at Starkville. So. And, by the way, in the Cal-Auburn game, the officials were from the SEC. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, that was yeah. about six inches short from that game possibly continuing on against Mississippi State and Arizona State because Arizona. quarterback yeah. or Arizona quarterback broke out of the pocket I didn't think he was going to try to run for almost 10 yards, and he came up about a foot and a half short. Hey, Ray, and to your point about SEC officials at that game, early in the ballgame, Auburn fumbles. California picked it up, ran it for a touchdown. Long, long conference. Was he down? Was he this? Was he that? So they did award the ball to California, but they put it at the spot he picked it up. I don't know if they said he ran out of bounds or what. He didn't run out of bounds. He picked it up and ran it for a touchdown. And California, I can't remember if they kicked a field goal or didn't score. That should have been a touchdown early in the ball game. Mm. And, uh, and, and the SEC officials blew that. That's why I said the officials were from the SEC. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's get started today with Rick. Rick, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Well, hey, that's retro. Sir? And did y'all uh, read the paper today? Yes, sir. Uh, sir. About the '69 uh, game, you know, and had the pictures in the paper of the '69 game today. I was going to see if y'all read that. What section? I didn't see anything about the '69. Yeah, it was 69. in the. Uh, I read the Arkansas Democrat. Yeah, because that every day, just like yeah, I listen to y'all. 
But yeah, anyway, uh, y'all two guys uh, are probably my age or older or younger. I don't know. But I remember my first butt whipping was that game in 1969 with uh, President Nixon. Well, that was a 15 to 14. You may tell you I wouldn't call it a tail whipping. No, it was a 15 to 14. No, no, it was. No, I'm talking about me getting a tail whipping. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I kept saying the hog's going to move, the hog's going to move. And I was five years old. Yeah. And my daddy told me, and he told me one more time, he was going to whip my butt, and he surely did. Yeah. Well, good and I was a Razorback fan with him, and he's passed away. Uh, but uh, anyway, so I was just going to see, uh, that's my first point. Does anybody ever remember that? Well, I think we all remember that game, yes. I was there. My second point today is, hey. Hey, what? They going to unleash KJ. He will have to run. It's in his game. He's got to run for yards. And we, I know... Uh, we doing some vanilla. You know what a vanilla offense is. But it's fixing to come out. And uh, uh, Coach Pittman, he'll take care of the line. <coughs> so that's all I got to say today. But anyway, from 1969, I was five years old. I don't know how old y'all were. But I got a tail whipping, blood whipping. For uh, keep on messing with my dad about the race back. Well, good for you. Okay. Thank you, Rick. We appreciate you. Well, okay, I found what he was talking about. Um, I'm looking through it right now. No, it's it's in the style section. The style section. style section. You'll see a picture at the bottom of the page on the left hand side of the page. It says "Remember When Arkansas," and then the story will continue. On page three, I, I couldn't imagine what he was talking about because I didn't see it. Then you go to the bottom of the page on page three, and it says, Remember. And there it has a picture of President Nixon as he was, I guess, entering the stadium. stadium. And it says, When you got a date that's living in infamy, every so often you just have to take... Take it out and weep all over again. Date December the 6th, 1969. Okay. okay. So that's in yesterday's paper. No, it's in today's. Style, style section? Style section style today. Section. I've, I've been looking through this. There's no style section here. I, I confess I don't it, read the style section. Okay, it's section D. I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now. Section D. Let me see that. Oh, section okay. D. All right, here we go. Yeah. Elite comes home. Oh, yeah. Picture of Daryl Royal and Frank Coach Royals, yeah. Yeah. I thought he said it was a picture of the president. Well, it's on page three. That's on three okay. D. All right. So, so they ended up having to fly into Fort Smith because bad weather, and, and so that they flew by helicopter from Fort Smith to Fayetteville and landed in the south south end zone. Yeah, south end yes. zone on the practice field. And John Hall, John Paul Hammersmith was with them. Um, George W. Bush, the president. Billy Graham, and you knew who was sitting behind him? Colonel Sanders. The chicken man. I'm just telling you. (laughs) All right, this from our uh, Azure Record Service Company live in feedback. Um, George Bush Sr., right? Yeah, George W. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, not George H.W. Bush. Yeah. This from Ricky says, Told y'all, do not get ahead of yourselves with your preseason win totals. All fans get themselves in the same position year after year with these outlandish picks for wins. All day we've heard callers, but more importantly, the buzz host upset and worried about this team. Can't say Navy was super wrong. All he was saying, wait until the season starts to see. Sankey having Zoom meetings with all these SEC coaches after the first two meetings. Pac-12 has five schools in the top 25. They're all moving to a different conference. Yeah. First yeah. time that this conference has been relative in 
years. Yeah, Pac-12. Well, they, they didn't have as good a day the other day, but Colorado is definitely the story of college football. They, they are the oh, yes. story of college football right now. Yeah. And people, most people love Dion. if you don't like him, but boy, they are amazing. I have watched uh, both of their games completely. Yeah. Uh, I am a Dion Sanders fan. Yeah, me too. Uh, what he is teaching the young people that play for him. Yeah. We'll be with him forever and ever and ever. He's a very devout Christian guy. Yeah. Uh, I was watching a deal with him last night. said, what, what year did he, he stop using profanity? Well, I don't know how he did that. I need, I need to work on that. But uh, he, he's a heck of a guy. Years ago, uh, there was a gentleman here from Little Rock that went, went to work for Jerry Jones named George Hayes. And George was a marketing guru. And when they built the stadium and, and all of that stuff, great guy. And he told me a story about uh, Dion asked one day when he was playing with the Cowboys if he could take his grandson fishing. And George uh, says, oh, sure, that'd be great. And said, late afternoon, well, they weren't back. Dark, they weren't back. They were scared to death. Said his grandson came. They came in. His grandson had the time of his life. And Dion spent the whole entire day with his grandson to, wow. and took him fishing. Wow. He does so many, so many good things. Is he flamboyant? Yes. Uh, yep. It's a little bit of that go a long way. Yes, it does. But I'm going to tell you, what he has done at Colorado uh, is is amazing. And I'm going to tell you what, all these coaches across the country take note. He he had 87 new players. He's got a kicker that kicks it out of the end zone. He's got a good field goal kicker. His son's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, they started off slow. Let me tell you what, Nebraska was so sloppy. Oh, they, they, they were sad. I know Todd Pierce is sitting in here. He's speaking Nebraska fans. They were absolutely god-awful early. i got something. Uh, I get, Trey Biddy's coming up next, by the way. We've got to move him forward because of practice viewing time. But uh, interesting that what his son did, uh, primetime son did. We'll talk about that later on in the show. All right, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. Game day starts with the Mud Connection Hogwild pregame show with Trey Schaap and David Basil. Brought to you in part by Bud Light and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites off Weddington and Fayetteville. Stacked commercial truck and trailer repair with on-site and roadside service for all commercial vehicles, construction equipment, and material handling. When we say get stacked, we mean it. Service for all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and drivelines. With a team of certified technicians and five service trucks to help you get stacked. Stacked commercial truck and trailer two miles off I-530, exit 34 in Whitehall. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T-Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T-Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T-Center, it's only $25.00 to get your T-levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Savage, access to camo rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope, $399.90. Regularly, $469.90. Ruger American Predator, 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly, $479.90. Visit FTThompson.com. This is a public service announcement for hard seltzer lovers. Neutral Vodka Seltzer has arrived. Made with simple ingredients like vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Neutral tastes good. Like, real good. So good that you'll never want to drink another artificial-tasting seltzer again. Neutral's light and refreshing taste will show you what a vodka seltzer can be. Try Neutral, the one with the umlaut. Copyright 2023 Neutral Distilled Spirit Specialty, Los Angeles, California. Enjoy responsibly. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, 
you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Now back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish. Now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh. Eat local. Eat My Catfish. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. We are now joined by Neil Atkinson with Saracen Casino Resort down in Pine Bluff at Saracen.com. Neil, I, I got to ask you a personal question before we get started here. And doing what you do on a Saturday afternoon with all the football going on, do you get a rush like the players do? Uh, absolutely. And, and, and I do it not necessarily right before a game kicks off or a big event. It's looking at the bet ticker, seeing all of the bets come in live. It's almost like looking at the stock ticker back in the day. And it's just incredible to see uh, the action come in and, and the types of bets that we're taking and, uh, and the reception. We had a record-breaking weekend as far as handle. We did not have a record-breaking weekend as far as win because the players did very, very well this weekend. So, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful thing to see it all come together on Saturday and Sunday. And to break handle records, to do more than we did on the Super Bowl, uh, tells you how big sports betting has gotten in Arkansas and how big the bet series and platforms got. All right, big Monday night game. Aaron Rodgers makes his debut for the New York Jets against the Bills. What do you got on that one? Yeah, we got the Jets at plus two and a five at home against the Buffalo Bills. So you've got Aaron Rodgers' debut as a home dog. The over and under is 44 and a half. We've got some NFL specials up, some funny ones, um, some fun ones, and some funny ones, you know, like the Jets to win every quarter plus 2,000 or the Bills to win every quarter plus 1,600, a lot of fun ones in there. And the flash bets, they are already loaded for the first drive results for the Jets and the Bills and the, and the drive result uh, group. So uh, check on the game, click out the flash bets. That's the fun bet you can do while the game is going on. And a lot of people use that to hedge some bets if the game doesn't go the way they initially bet it. At BetSaracen.com, they don't drag their feet. Line out already on the BYU game. Absolutely. That line has already moved early today. It came out with Arkansas favored at 10.5. Betters have bet that down. Arkansas is now only a 9.5 point favorite on that game. So a little bit of money is coming on, on against, the, against, the, uh, uh, against the spread. Money lines minus 350 on Arkansas, and the over and unders come down a little bit, too. It's currently at 50.5. Neil, always a pleasure. I look forward to talking to you at 720 on Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. Have a great evening. Absolutely. MetSaracen.com, folks. Download the app. Absolutely. All right. Let us do this. That was Ray Tucker talking with Neil Atkinson. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Walk and talk. <laughs> was that 13 or 23 yeah. minutes? It was about 53 minutes. <laughs> I think somebody got wound up a little bit in that walking talk, didn't they? You think so? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Usually, like, you know, that's the, the thing that people like about it. It's, you know, it's a great win or a tough loss. And, you know, this one was... You know, not expected the way, I mean, obviously, guys, I use words like bloodbath for this one. I, I, I did not expect Arkansas's offense to struggle. So, now, the defense did better than I expected. I mean, anytime you, you hold somebody to, uh, to six points and hold them out of the end zone, I think that's above and beyond when you're talking about facing any FBS team mm -hmm. with all the things that can go wrong in college football. Wipe out a field goal opportunity on a, 
on a fourth down conversion that I didn't agree with. I was glad to see Sam also didn't agree with himself in the post-game press conference on that one. Had that nice goal line stand at the end. Uh, it's hard to get too uh, disappointed in what the defense did, allowing just about, what, 200 yards of total offense. The offense, I would say, guys, the offensive line maybe didn't perform quite as badly as I had initially thought. I thought there was a lot of different problems. And I don't, guys, I didn't track the game. I just knew it was short. And I remember looking up at the first quarter being like, wow, first quarter's almost gone. Half's almost gone. Third quarter, what happened to the third quarter? You know, just thinking that over and over again. Sam said it lasted two hours and 45 minutes, which is dramatically short for a game. And when you combine, you know, the issues that they had popping up on offense, guys, they had like seven drives, really. I mean, like, they had the end of the first half. You have an 18-second drive. They had nine drives total, okay? The end of the second, they had an 18-second drive. And then the last drive of the game was just kind of milking the clock and putting the game away, the final 6.05. Really, in between there, they have seven real drives. And, I mean, we're used to seeing, like, you know, 13, 14 drives or so. So when you have mistakes... You know, then you're, you know, you, you mess up. You, you don't, you don't get a block here on this third down. There's six drives. You know, you have a drop pass on this third down. Five drives. You know, you keep paring it down with these mistakes that you have. Uh, you know, the running backs not hitting the hole. I thought there was the prime example was uh, in the second quarter where you had, you had a Bo Lemmer, you know, pull to the right. Well, if, I, if I'm just breaking it down, you had, you know, Nathan backs, um, you know, sealing the end. Uh, Patrick Kudis pulling around him, kicking out the nickel, and then Bo Limmer coming through and blowing the linebacker three yards off the line of scrimmage. But Rashad Dabinia doesn't trust it, that it's going to be there. It doesn't have the patience to, to wait for it and kicks it outside, and you end up having a two-yard loss when you should have had nothing but a, a seven-yard gain. Um, you know, another time in the game, you know, Jaden Wilson got knocked back into Andrew Armstrong on a jet sweep uh, on a play that should have had a nice game. You know, Wilson also had a drop pass. There was another one where it might have been a tough pass, but the, there's definitely one drop pass on a third down. And when you keep having issues like that popping up, then you know, you're going to get taken off the field on third down. And... Kent State did a good job of keeping the ball away from Arkansas. Arkansas also ran the ball and had some long drives themselves and didn't have just a whole lot of explosive plays. So, you know, there were some reasons to be disappointed overall. I thought it was kind of a weird weekend for college sports. You know, you look at Missouri and, you know, they really struggled against Middle Tennessee State, a team that was just blown, you know, got their doors blown off by Alabama last weekend. Tennessee didn't do anything spectacular against Austin P. There's you know plenty of other examples uh, of teams that just kind of struggled in this week too against you know against you know either uh, an opponent that wasn't as tough as the week before or you know just playing another softer opponent in week two after you know all the emotion of opening weekend. So I think there were some disappointments with the offensive line. I think you're still trying some things out. There's some things that. I would like to see Isaiah Satania get on the field more. He only had 11 offensive snaps. You know, you're kind of rotating things at a couple of offensive line spots. I think they, you know, Pittman kind of objected, I guess, a little bit to my question on that. But you don't see teams doing that where they're just like rotating offensive linemen in and out. But again, you know, I think they're trying to figure out what they have. And, you know, a point that I made is last year against Liberty, Arkansas lost that game 21-19, and two weeks later, they're up on Ole Miss 42-6. to So you can make improvement week to week. I think they have to – they've got to get some things figured out on the offensive line. And But also, you know, and I thought A.J. hit the hole well. I just thought, uh, you know, maybe with DeBinion a couple of times he's trying to, to hit a home run when he really just needs to hit the hole and then worry about getting four yards and, and try to hit a home run after that. Uh, this from our <clears throat> pardon me, Southern Structural Solutions bus text line. Did you hear Coach Pittman get upset with Trey when he questioned him about the offensive line? <laughs> well, I don't know if he got upset with <laughs> me, he, he, but uh, he got I don't a little think that he loved, he think he loved my question. Yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't love he didn't love the question, but uh, you know, Pittman and I have a good working relationship. I mean. We're fine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I ask a lot of questions in press conferences, and I, I try to ask questions, not that I'm just, like, sitting there, you know, critiquing. I'm asking questions <laughs> because I feel like this is this is the questions the fans, you know, want answered. So um, I'll continue to do that. <laughs> I love it. I was rolling as I was listening to it. Okay. Um, 
Let's see what else in here. I've got a couple others that have just... Well, let's let's do this first. Let's talk with uh, Steve. Steve, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Uh, yeah, Trey. Randy brought it up just a while ago. When is the offensive line going to be start being physical? Because, I mean, that's all we've heard the last few weeks going leading into the season. The offensive line is physical. Well, I haven't seen it this first two games, and this concerns me knowing we got BYU, then LSU. We've got the hardest part of our schedule coming up, and if this problem is not fixed, it's going to be a long year. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got, guys. Thank you, yeah, Steve. I missed, I missed the first part of what he said, but uh, you know, I think the offensive line, guys, it's, people haven't been saying like the offensive line's physical. It's like, well, we're going to see what they have with the offensive line. I mean, if he'd have said that about the defensive line, then I would have understood. You know, that if the defensive line struggled, then that would have been a real shocker. Um, but the offensive line has kind of been viewed as, you know, who's going to go where? They've had some injury issues here and there, different spots. You know, they've had some things pop up. I think the biggest disappointment for me with the offensive line on Saturday wasn't so much that they weren't like, you know, if you watch some of the, the pin and pull stuff like that Sam Pittman was talking about or, you know, when they're uh, when they're running those kind of plays, trap type plays, they're getting on the blocks and the holes are there. You know, some of the inside zone stuff, I felt like they just weren't getting a lot of movement. And I think a lot of that comes down to just that extra strain, that extra, you know, effort. And Pittman said he felt like they played better last week than they did this week on the offensive line. But there's no question when you get into, you know, some of the BYU and you get into the, some of these SEC games, all that little extra effort, it goes a long way. Uh, but, again, it's not all on the offensive line. I thought they had trouble running the ball to the right side and uh, unless they were running with K.J., and that's obviously a big part of this offense is K.J. running. I think it's clear that they wanted to get out of the game not running K.J. if if possible at all. But at, at a point, you know, you just realize, like, if we want to get this first down, we got to run KJ. KJ's just kind of an X factor, being able to do that and pick up yardage that way. So, uh, but running to the left, I thought they had a pretty good bit of success. I mean, they ran for 172 yards. Uh, I thought it was encouraging the way they ended the game. And I talked about Rashad DeBinion not hitting the hole earlier, but the last drive, I, I absolutely felt like he got the message, whatever that was sent to him, and and did hit the hole better. But yeah, offensive line has got to got to play better than they did on Saturday, and. Uh, they can improve. They are, again, you know, I'm not a big fan of rotating offensive linemen around, but I don't think that that's their long-term plan either. And Pittman has kind of said as much with, you know, they want to get a lot of different looks. And, you know, part of it, too, you got an offensive coordinator, a new a new offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, that's, that's probably part of it, too. But, you know, these are just – none of these are, like, things that we want to be talking about after a game against Kent State. We want to be talking about how – how they just destroyed him, right? You know, and I'm not like giving excuses or reasons for why I think these things happen. I'm just saying these are the things that that happened and that they have going on, and they've got to get fixed before this game Saturday, and especially before this four game stretch that's all on the road. Did you get my text that I was wanting you to ask Coach Pittman? Maybe you didn't understand what I was asking or saying. Hmm. Um, I did get the text, Randy. I just kind of kind of blew it off. Sorry, that was me. Somebody's about to back into me. Just, um, I just blew, you just blew you know, it off. No, I didn't blow it off. But uh, you know, it, the mic came to me, and Kyle goes last question. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I thought Sorry it was somebody I, was literally about to rear in, uh, ran in, run into me. I just thought it was a great question, but that's okay. Uh, we got to step aside for a moment. Okay, Rick Schaefer, Ray Tucker, I'm Randy Rainwater, along with Trey Biddy of HogSports.com. Each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show, brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. This week's special is stuffed bell peppers for only $6.49 per pound with coarse souffle for $5.99 per pound. 
Fresh off their summer lineup of convertible sports cars, for September, Saracen is giving away the king of luxury pickups, Toyota's new Tundra Capstone from Trotter Toyota. The Tundra Capstone is the ultimate in luxurious trucks, and it can be yours just for playing your favorite games at Saracen Casino Resort. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock, Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800 4700 Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Savage. Access 2 Camel Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope. $399.90. Regularly $469.90. Ruger American Predator. 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly $479.90. Visit ftthompson.com. When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Roger here. He's been raking leaves for over 45 years. With a twist of his trusty rake, he can shape a pile of leaves into a grizzly bear catching salmon. A one-fifth scale of Mount Rushmore. Whoa. Even a working international space station. Stunning detail, Roger. We're a lot like Roger raking leaves. Except we do it with insurance. Williamson Insurance. Protecting your business and your family for over 45 years. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier, or online at WhitDavis.com. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. Tap Time with Bryce Knoll and Scott Parton, presented by New Province Brewing, returns this Thursday at 7. Tap Time is Little Rock's premier radio show for beer lovers by beer lovers. Tap Time, Thursday from 7 to 8 on 103.7 The Buzz, live from the Edwards Food Giant Studios. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Often imitated, but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. In a moment, we'll be rejoined by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. If your business isn't banking with First Security Bank, you need to give them a look. Their business banking product is packed with valuable benefits, such as free online banking with free bill pay, business check line, business visa, business debit card, direct deposit payroll services, safe deposit box, retirement services, commercial account analysis, Just a few of the many benefits your business will enjoy with the business banking account at First Security. But it's more than just great products. At First Security, it's about providing a better relationship. They'll sit down with you over a cup of coffee just to learn more about your business needs. So give them a chance to earn your business. Bank better with the business checking account at First Security Bank. Because at First Security, their bottom line is making your business better. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Record, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Darren, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Well, it's not necessarily for Trey, but uh, I, I'm going to assume that Trey will probably have an opinion on it, but um, probably not the same one that I have. But, um, you know, when, when Pittman was hired, obviously everybody remembers uh, the, the pit of despair that we were in, no pun intended, uh, after going 2-10 and 10 for consecutive years. We, nobody has forgotten about that. Um, 
and Pittman done a pretty good job of heaving the program up out of that that situation, right? I mean, probably about as good as, as anybody that they could have hired, specifically of anybody they could hire. Um, I mean, basically nobody wanted the job at the time. Um, that right. being said, it is year four. Um, the, and to correct Steve, uh, I'm not necessarily correcting him, but I'm going to disagree with Steve. I didn't hear anybody all fall camp and, you know, leading up to the season talking about how physical the offensive line was or how spectacular they were. Matter of fact, what I heard was silence about the offensive line. And that right there is what kind of threw the first red flag for me personally is, is I'm thinking, well, I hear about, you know, transfer receivers making plays. I hear about, you know, how fast the defensive line and it is, how, how deep they are. Uh, you know, the freshman linebackers coming in, making moves, transfer linebackers. We already knew what we had at quarterback and running back. I mean, a well-established stable in both of those regards. I didn't hear anything out of the offensive line. And come to find out, that was for good reason. The offensive line is a joke. The offensive line, having nine offensive linemen, or even seven for that matter, is kind of like having two quarterbacks. If you've got two, you've got none. Okay, and so for Pittman to still be playing musical chairs in year four on his on his offensive line, and to put up the half of football that he get uh, did against Kent State, and really even the the full game of uh, Western Carolina to have the lack of uh, rushing production that he's had is quite terrible. So this comes back to well, you know that's Pittman's calling card. Okay, that's when when he was brought in. Everybody, everybody on this station, everybody on every station, every show. Well, at least we won't have to worry about you know no more two hundred and sixty pound linemen anymore. We won't have to worry about that anymore. Well, apparently we do. So, is it because Pittman can't do both, or is it because the man that Pittman has hired is really uh, I can't say the word that I want to on air, but really he's just a teacher's pet and a placeholder. And he really hasn't done his job. And I'll say this, Danny wants to talk about how good the recruiting rankings are, have been across the offensive line, and that's fine. But go ask Texas A&M how many games they've won based off of recruiting rankings. It's none. Okay, so I don't care how good you've recruited. It's about the product that you put on the field. And right now, that's quite awful as far as the offensive line production goes. Okay, why don't we hear your point? Right. Why don't we let thank, somebody respond yeah, to thank, that? Thank, thank you, you, Darren. That's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with him maybe as much as he thinks. I probably wouldn't use words like joke or, you know, some, some of the uh, extremes of it. I'm still, you know, kind of in wait-and-see mode. I, I agree with him in the fact that, you know, you're rotating all these offensive linemen. Um, that's certainly not what we want to see in week two. At the same time, it's Kent State, and, you know, I, I think we're probably not going to see that moving forward. I think we're pro- not just with the offensive line, but with players all around. Um, but he's right. You know, nobody was talking about this offensive line being, you know, this and that. There's a lot of newness out there, and it's a new offense. But, yeah, I think I would agree that we would all expect Sam Pittman. I mean, the reason that he was brought in not the reason, but one of the intriguing things about bringing him in was, okay, well, you know, Arkansas is in a rough spot, but this guy can coach offensive line. Offensive line has been a problem. And the offensive line has been good. I don't know if I would say they were good last year. They were pretty average at best, struggled in some short-yarded stuff. Um, But I'm not ready to just, like, slam the door on them and say, like, this offensive line is a joke and the whole thing is a joke. Um they're not as far along as you'd like to see them right now. We'll see how things go these next couple of weeks, but it's I don't know that anybody should be like slapping each other on the rear end and saying way to go right now. Trey, in the coaching ranks, and this started, I don't know how many years ago. I mean, if, if you were a left guard and a left tackle, you were a left guard and you were a left tackle. And they started interchanging these guys so they have depth where these guys can play every position. And I, I kind of I, I like when it was you're the left guard by George you're the left guard and you got to be the left best left guard you can be. Yeah, you talking about when they have to sub somebody in or something? When when when, when in practice, you know, one week you're playing this position, next week you're playing this position. That's just a fall camp, not during the season. Mm-hmm. But, but you can only get better yeah. if you're at the same spot all the time. To me. 
Well, they haven't moved them much, Ray. I mean, the only reason they really moved things around is because, you know, they had they had Brady Latham go down, and so the next best option is Takias Crawford. But Takias is very much comfortable playing right guard, and Joshua Braun play, had played left guard at Florida and is comfortable playing both sides. So it made sense for them to move Braun to left guard and move Takias Crawford in at right guard where he's more comfortable. And then... Um, you know, you you also had Devon Manuel out, and so you know you had Chambly move in there. But I don't I don't know that they've like shuffled the guys around. Um, you know, in practice, okay, they've all pretty much played. You know, just the one spot. Let's talk with uh, Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. And I'm gonna kind of just tap into my inner Rick Schaefer. Uh, <laughs> last time I last time I checked, Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama, South Carolina, they got a loss right now. We don't. And You're right. So that's that's my two cents on that. I'm not going to go into the offensive line. Now you're t- you're, t- you're tapping into your inner Houston nut because that was that was a Houston Houston nut would say half the teams in America would change <laughs> would trade places with us today. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, and we're all calling in. I'm one of them. I've called several shows. I'm not happy with what I'm seeing at the offensive line. It is what it is. It hopefully it fixes itself. But if you already talked about it, I'm sorry. I want to see more out of Satania. You know, this kid is on special teams. Yeah, I, he's, got I agree. Hands, he's got all the speed. And just want to see more out of it. Uh, I know, you know, mm-hmm. two games in, we're getting little sample sizes of this, you know. But what's your thoughts on Satania? I'll get off the guys. You have a good day. He's electrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I asked Sam Pittman about him today. He didn't get mad with me. He was fine. We, we had a good conversation about it. Uh, but Satania only played 11 snaps. And we can see on special teams, you know, how explosive he is and how shifty he is. And I've seen it in practice. I mean, the guy is, when he gets the ball in his hands, he can do something with it. And, you know, that's not to slight Jaden Wilson. Jaden Wilson had a really nice play in the opener. He had a nice catch yesterday, or excuse me, Saturday. Uh, he also had some mistakes in the game. Uh, and Pittman's right. You know, you do some stuff, you know, in the, in the screen game where you need blockers and stuff. And Satania's not going to be a very good blocker. He's just not very big. Uh, but he could also be the guy that catches those screen passes, those mm-hmm. bubble screens and tunnel screens, and turns them into a big play. In fact, I thought we would see that a lot more. Now, we've seen throws over the middle. People always ask, like, are we going to see more throws over the middle and stuff? Uh, we absolutely have seen that. But we have not seen the bubble screens, the tunnel screens at the rate that I thought we would based on how much they practiced it. And I think I think they could have some things in store for Satania moving forward and just haven't really implemented it fully yet. Drake, I will give I you I will give you my quick synopsis. Until they improve the snap coming okay. from the center to the quarterback, nothing yep, is going to work question. smoothly. Nothing will work smoothly. Yep. End of story. And it's been happening at the goal line too, Randy. Yep. It's been everywhere it's been happening. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow. People talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court if you've been feeling